My name is Shaylin, and joining us today is Dr. Jacob Huck Misra. Jacob holds a PhD in meteorology and astrobiology, and he works as a research scientist at Blue Marble Space, um, the Institute of Science. It's a nonprofit research institute that's basically bringing together Earth and space exploration and humanity. And so it has a really great mission. And Jacob also has written many scientific uh, journal articles, including one which is called The Transformative Value of Liberating Mars. And so that's what we are here to discuss today. So Jacob, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Shailen. So um, for our listeners out there, uh, let me just go ahead and summarize this article because it was very interesting and it really spoke out to me. So essentially, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're stating that the transformative experience that we will have when basically colonizing Mars will change our morality and our perception of um, how to use resources and the land that we are given, and this will cause us to basically transcend our previous human-inspired problems um, with colonization. Is this correct? That's at least the hope. I mean, certainly there's a little bit of idealism in this idea, um, but at least it's the notion that there are transformative experiences. Um, you could go on a hike and go see the Grand Canyon or um, on, on a more global level when humans set foot on the moon. There's, there are experiences where it's the first time where you gain new insight to something and that can cause what philosophers call transformative experiences where uh, you may take away from that experience something that completely changes your life or for a civilization changes our outlook. Uh, I can't predict what that would do for Mars, but I can have some ideas for what direction that might take us. And I think we could perhaps preemptively take some steps to to maximize that potential transformative value. So that's interesting. You said you have some ideas. Uh, could you share them with us? Well, sure. And that's that's kind of what I talk about in the paper, which is um, this idea of liberating Mars, which is um, to say maybe before we set foot on Mars even, um, since there are uh, companies and, and, and private, uh, private companies as well as national space agencies that are all interested in going to Mars and eventually sending humans there. So before we even set foot on Mars, what if we did something different with the Martian terrain that sets a totally different precedent than what happened on Earth? On Earth, colonialism is, is sort of the way that the land was divvied up and, and conquered and colonized by different nations of the world. So, so my, my radical idea is what if we liberate Mars and we say that it can't be owned by anyone, which is consistent with the Outer Space Treaty, um, and we instead allow Mars the opportunity to develop into a second instance of civilization. And so that's sort of the vision from the get-go. Almost as if... Uh, you know, European colonists had set forth with the purpose of creating a new nation in the Americas rather than the purpose of creating a colonies that later uh, demand independence. So it's learning from history and saying, can we do something more intentional on a long term? Right. Yeah, um, definitely. OK, so I thought I guess I thought uh, you said you had ideas for how um, this will transform humanity, but 
I really liked your proposal on liberating Mars. I think that that's really interesting because um, we definitely have a long-term host of global problems that humans have created. And so I think it's interesting to, to think that if we started over, how that would change um, our process of colonization because definitely I think um, in my opinion in this day and age with the government and the political structure everything is just so ingrained in our society and so it would definitely be difficult to change anything here but starting over on Mars is um, a very interesting idea and so going off of that um, do you think that liberating Mars would help solve any of the political or economic problems on Earth, or do you think it's essentially too late for our society and this will only work elsewhere? No, I actually think it, it might help, and the reason it might help is because it would give us a second, uh, a second experiment, if you will, a second experiment in planetary civilization that can try out new ideas. And if you get a new idea that works on Mars, there's possibly a good chance you could bring it back to Earth. Uh, so one concrete example, uh, you, you ask, you know, what, what could I imagine we could transform? So let's think about currency. You know, there's, there's definite problems with our currency system. We left the gold and silver standard a while ago. Many nations are trying to deal with how to manage the money supply. Europe has had a lot of problems. Japan has had some problems. Um, and there, there was the recent debt crisis with the dollar too. So, um, how do you manage a currency in a long time scale is I think an interesting question that we don't really have a good solution to. Um, I personally am interested in, in the currency question. I'm, I'm looking at cryptocurrencies and things like that as alternative ideas. And I think all of these things, that's what we need is more ideas. And so the more we can get um, space colonies, something like a, a colony on Mars to be uh, engaging in these kind of societal experiments. Um, Another thing might be art, which is very different than, than um, something related to the economy, but still definitely plays a part in politics and our, our cultural dialogue. Uh, you would certainly get very different art forms, visual arts and performance arts. And I think that would definitely have an impact on the way that Earthlings saw themselves. Right, I agree. I think that humani humanity um, aspects of our society are very powerful in shaping how we think. And so aside from just the research and the knowledge that we accumulate, I definitely agree that, um, that those aspects are very significant. So I, um, I think that's a really interesting point. Um, so in terms of colonization, I, some people probably are wondering, you know, why invest all these resources in colonizing Mars and why are we trying to get to Mars? And so, in your opinion, um, why are we, why are we investing so much time and research in trying to go there? Uh, well, there's different reasons why different uh, players want to get there. Um, there are some uh, private corporations that are interested in it with, uh, there's at least a profit component. Now, going to Mars is very expensive. But um, companies like Planetary Resources are interested in first getting to the asteroids. And that's a for-profit company with a lot of investors. They're interested in mining mainly water off of the asteroids, which you could then profit by delivering it to space stations and, and other places. 
uh, that need it because it's expensive to carry water into space. Um, likewise, SpaceX is you know the company that Elon Musk is is uh, very prominent in. Um, they are they have a lot of NASA contracts. They've been la launching a lot of, of NASA payloads into space, and so they're a for-profit company as well. They're interested in Mars. But there's a lot of, of technology spin-offs that you get, uh, new engines and, and just the new uh, ideas that are required to get to Mars. Uh, you can definitely profit based on those by selling those ideas directly, or then there's technology transfer and spin-offs and things that, that also profit. So that, that's the, the, the very practical aspect of why you would do this. It's a challenge. Um, but the challenge also gets into the, the more altruistic uh, reason for going to Mars, and that's uh, people like to explore. And we've, we've always wanted to know what's across the next ocean uh, ever since there have been people. What's, what's across that desert? What's through this jungle? And so Mars is the next place on the horizon that makes sense for us to go to. Venus is, is a little bit uh, too hostile of a place. Um, but then I guess, you know, in between those two options, if we want to think about the long-term success of the human species and Earth life, really, because we're part of the biosphere. So if, if we want to think about how long Earth life could last, um, it's at least worth thinking about, do we want to become an interplanetary species? Now, that's a big question. We don't have to decide that in this you know, short interview. Um, but eventually, the sun is going to expand. It won't be possible. And so one possibility is for life to keep propagating onto other planets um, and, and for Earth life to then be able to last longer than the sun. Even if we don't think that long-term, uh, there are some benefits in sending humans into space simply uh, if there's catastrophes like a pandemic or a nuclear war that befalls humans on Earth. Uh, there, it's, it's almost like an insurance policy to have people in space that are self-sustaining so that um, it's almost like the, the human species is insured against permanent ex extinction. Um, so there's just quite a few reasons okay. that I, I can think of to go to space. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned disaster. Um, let's say that there's a disaster on Mars with the Martian colony and they need help. They need to seek technology and resources from Earthlings. Um, would your plan allow them to communicate with people on Earth or you know, how would they decide what nation to contact and how, how would that work? So that is one of the, um, the dangers of having independence before you are fully self-sustaining and that if something goes wrong, uh, nobody's strictly responsible for you. Uh, so you would, any Martian colony setting out to be independent from the start would either need to have uh, a substantial amount of resources to begin with, and most likely to have some sort of um, altruistic donor on Earth, or whether that's an individual or a group of individuals, corporations, nations, a group of nations. It could really take any form, but you would need some commitment from some group on Earth that they're going to sponsor this endeavor for the long term. And it probably would have to not be as an individual because the long-term investment would have to span generations. Um, so on the financial side, on the funding side, that's really one of the new innovations you would need to make this work. Is I, I call it deep altruism in an article I wrote where can you could you conceive of, of a wealthy person or a wealthy family willing to invest in a project that their grandchildren may not even see a return, but maybe their grandchildren. 
Right. And would this um, create any ties between like whatever, whatever country they're part of, or would, would their agreement to help be in spite of these ties? Would they basically like void all, all ties to earth? So uh, it, under the liberated Mars idea that, that I developed, uh, the Martians could receive gifts. So you can't have trade where they're, at least at first, uh, because there's a power imbalance. And then of course, later trade might, might be a good idea. But um, yeah, gifts would certainly be permitted. Otherwise it'd be really difficult to, to start a colony. Um, so the idea would right. be you could have anybody send gifts really, but it would really have to be no strings attached. This is a gift for the Martians to do with whatever they want to do. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so we are currently in an era where research on Mars is very important and very engaging to the public. I know I'm very inspired by everything that um, NASA and independent companies are putting forth. And so how much would liberating Mars affect or limit our research of our um of of mars and how much would i guess this like our process of research change i don't think it would affect research uh, i mean i am the scientist and you know maybe i'm biased in that sense too um but in, in the <laughs> principles i wrote in the the for a liberated mars I, I specifically mentioned that that scientific research uh could continue to pursue mutual goals so even if you had a liberated mars that wouldn't preclude human scientists going to Mars, working with Martian scientists, working independently. Like I think the, the, the science would still be fair game for anyone. Right. Yeah. I know you mentioned as long as it does not interfere with the development of civilization on Mars. And so if it did, like if, um, I don't know if people were to colonize an area around like Valles Marineris, would that prohibit people from researching there? Potentially, yeah. And I think that that's an interesting example you raise. Um, uh, yeah, you, you might get conflicts like that. You might get something where the Martians set up uh, a nature preserve where they want to preserve Olympus Mons as just a, a, nat a natural monument. And now they don't want rovers mm -hmm. climbing up anymore. Um, and those kind of ethical dilemmas you could imagine even without a liberated Mars, just um, it, even if if colonization of Mars occurs in a more conventional way, you could still imagine scenarios like that where scientific interests will probably eventually come up against commercial interests. Right. Um, yeah, I. so your plan more addresses the setting up of this civilization so that we basically prevent our past mistakes um, rather than like focusing on that research aspect of it. Um, and so I guess I just have two more questions that I was thinking of through this. And so my first is we are innately human. And so given our history, we are flawed and as I believe in, you mentioned in your paper, um, we currently lack like the fundamental extension and morality that we need. And so given this, do you think that humans are really capable of setting up an, uh, an autonomous Martian civilization and avoids repeating our past mistakes? 
Well, I'm usually an optimist, so I suppose I have to say yes. Um, although <laughs> that's really a hard statement to defend. I mean, um, you know, I think things generally are improving with the human civilization if we look at uh, at any variable over time. I mean, um, we are in an election year, and so things always look dismal then. But in general, right. <laughs> um, there, any issue, there's, there's, there's better nutrition now. People live longer. There's better access to education for people of all economic classes, for men and women. It's not perfect, but it, it's better than it's ever been. Um, does that mean we would succeed in this? I don't know. But, you know, I think humans are also very clever. And when we challenge ourselves, we often succeed. Um, we haven't really mm -hmm. been to the moon in a while, but we did get there with technology far, uh, you know, our, our, the cars that everybody drives far exceeds the technology in the Apollo missions. Um, so <laughs> right. that was that was quite a technological feat to, to land on the moon in the late 60s. Um, I don't think it's, it's impossible for us. You know, I, we're having this conversation. We can conceive of it. I think it's, it's certainly something we could do if we set our minds to it. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think humans are very dynamic. And in my opinion, it would just depend on who goes to Mars first to start it. Because I think that, you know, if you have the wrong people go and set up um, just a catastrophe or a a repeat of what we have here then potentially wouldn't pan out as expected but I think if you have the right people and you have the transformative experience that you um, highlight in your paper then I I definitely do see potential for that in spite of our human <laughs> inherent uh, flaws um, so my last question is uh, this is a very interesting idea, and so in order to transform this idea into a reality, um, I guess what are the next steps that you, we would need to take as a human race in order to officially liberate Mars through, like, the government and bureaucracy and what organizations would be involved? That would probably be a level uh, at, uh, that discussion would be at the level of the Outer Space Treaty, um, which... Okay. The idea of liberating Mars is not necessarily inconsistent with the Outer Space Treaty. The treaty says that no sovereign nation can lay claim to outer space or any celestial bodies. Um, but it, similar treaties also say that if you, uh, if you go into space, uh, you are a representative of your host nation. And that's actually defined as the nation that you launch from. Um, and then your citizenship may also enter into it. So it's not so easy to just say that you're liberated, um, at least if you launch from a country that signed the Outer Space Treaty, which is currently all spacefaring nations. Um, so you probably have to have a discussion at the high level, which that's, you know, the Outer Space Treaty is um, under the, the jurisdiction of the United Nations. Now there is a conference coming up in, I believe the year 2018, to start reviewing some of these uh, ideas. Now, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if there's even an agenda for this conference yet, but I think there's some pre-conferences starting, and so it's at least encouraging that as these uh, private and, and national space agencies are eyeing Mars, um, 
possibly we're at least going to have some renewed discussion of this treaty, whether or not it'll lead to modification. At least we're going to be looking at it. Are you going to be pushing for this idea? I'm going to keep an eye on it. And yeah, I'm definitely going to keep this idea alive. And, and uh, I, I have a proposal to, to try to work on it a little bit more and hopefully develop it into a book. Awesome. Well, it'll be really interesting to see where this goes. And um, I fully support it. I think it's a great idea. And I really enjoyed your paper. And so I, I hope that um, your ideas do succeed at, to a large degree in this in our endeavors for Mars exploration. So I guess on that, thank you so much for taking your time and talking with me about this. This is really interesting and inspiring to me. So thank you for your time. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. It was my pleasure.